You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is a mustache, Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Uh, what's on my face? <laughs> it looks great, man. Yeah, it's a sports sports entertainment mustache. It's a good thing I got a haircut last night. I look like fucking Kenny Rogers right now. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I can see it now that you say it. I can see oh, it. I, oh, fuck me then. I <laughs> it's the mustache. It's just the mustache I'm and the beard. Yeah. I'll say something. I'll go and somebody will reply not the way I want it. And I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's literally my life, man. Somebody, yeah. I had I had that happen at work yesterday. Uh, quiet. That's yeah. <laughs> somebody was saying to me, they were like, "Oh, you look like so and so." I was like, "Oh, at least you didn't say James Corden." And they were like, "Oh, now that you mentioned," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, fuck me. Why did I say that?" Me running. <laughs> fuck me running, pal. And nobody ever says that anymore. So I went from looking front. I used to. I went from looking front. Like, God damn, I can't even speak. Um. I went from looking like C. Everett Coop to Kenny Rogers, <laughs> old Surgeon General. Oh my God, dude! As long, I just I don't want to look like James Corden, man. I think that's a fucking insult because he's a bell end. But um, I yeah, I get that all the time. That's a British slang term, friends. You should go yeah. ahead and put that in your Google machine. But we are here for episode one fifty four. We are back yeah. again this week. Always a pleasure to see you, Blue. Uh, and the pod squad is here, too. We just had a wonderful conversation in the green room, which is our green room chat before the show starts. So go ahead to patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. Sign up yeah. today. You get the show early and dad free. And guess what? We're working on some cool shit for the pod squad right now. So sign up today. Get a membership. Become a part of this pod squad and see what we're doing on the back end here. Uh, meaning. And you'll also get to find out what Meanie's going to do with his mustache, because we're not going to tell you on the show here. you got to come and find out in the background. Uh, well, I got icons coming up with uh, March 18th. Yep. This will be, it'll be gone by then. Maybe I'll probably do it the morning of. Get Maybe I'll buzz. Nice and soft. Yeah, this, this has been my, uh, this my pet, pet project. Just uh, Mrs. Meanie was sick for like a month, you know, off and on. And, you know, you know, Every night, you know, if if I my facial hair got too long and she went to give me a smooch, she was like, "Ah, fuck, you gotta shave that. It, it hurts, you know." So uh, then, and then I would shave, but like, we didn't want to play hot potato, you know, 
she gets me sick. I get her sick again. She gets me sick. I get her sick again. Yeah. So, you know, I would like kiss her on the top of the head, you know, and it, she couldn't feel like the prickles to go, ah, fuck that off. So I was like, huh, let me see how long, how far, or what, how far along can I get away with this? Yeah. And, uh, but now it's at the soft, soft stage as I stroke it for our Patreons. You hear that smoothness that's coming through the microphone? That's soft, meany stash, y'all. Cue uh, Wham's careless whisper. <laughs> As I sexually stroke my, uh, my dick duster. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course. I need, a, I need an oh my button on the board. <laughs> <laughs> uh, flavor saver, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> It becomes a walrus, though. I need the I need the uh, manscape music on the board again, so I can play that while you're stroking that mustache there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think it. I started growing it out, you know, as like a playoff thing. You know, people grow playoff beards. I already have a fucking beard, so um, why not grow a fucking mustache? So. Shot, like I said, like I said I'm, it's, I'm not keeping it. And, uh, yeah, ironically, somebody in, uh, the, you know, one of our uh, pod squatters or sp- pod squatters, Travis, what up, Trav? Salt. Pointed out, the, the, pointed out the, like the first episode of Mind and Meaning was called I Hate Mustaches, which when the uh, apocalypse was going on, um, <laughs> I, I didn't shave for a while. I was like, fuck, who do I got impressed? You know, I'm quarantined. And we even made had like a shirt made out of it and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know why I brought it up. I thought it'd be like that was my uh, first episode witty humor. I don't know, but now uh, that were what 154 episodes in. Yeah, man. Know, yeah, dude. People change, man. Like in the words of Crazy Smothers, man, you change, man. Why do I hate you, man? <laughs> yeah, for Tracy Smothers, Tracy Smothers, man. He goes, man, you changed. I hate you. And he point to a field cows and go. Hey man, there's your family. What do I do now? I can't get along. Me and you was it north, south, east, west? What is it? <laughs> it's amazing. I'm gonna name this episode. I still hate mustaches, though, as a as a callback to yeah. the very first episode. Um, it is always a pleasure to be here with you, sir. But you gotta put it with a question mark. Oh yes, I hate, I hate mustaches. I still hate mustaches. Yeah. Damn it. Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? You know, I mean, he's going to read it. Because uh, in the history of the show, for a guy who hates mustaches, I've had two mustaches. <laughs> we don't hate them that much. Just maybe a little bit. It's, it's, a, it's a fucking thing. Yeah. Love-hate relationship. Yeah. Um, it's great to be here, man. It's great to be here. I'm happy to be here every week with you doing the show. I want to start off the show. We have a lot of stuff going on on wrestling Twitter, and I kind of want to pick your brain on this. Um, oh, please do. I'm one, coming in this show, uh, with an empty tank. I was like, oh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. But we'll- <laughs> hey, well, we will f- always find shit to talk about. And Pod Squad, throw some shit in the chat box here and let us know what you want us to hear. Want to hear us talk about. Uh, John Moxley has been the point of contention for a lot of folks on Twitter recently. And uh, right. it's about the blading. Oh, and yeah. so I, I have feelings on it, but you're the guy in the industry. So I would really love to know, is it too much? Is it enough? Is it not enough? What do you think about it? Like I said, I, I, I have nothing against blading. It just, uh, it's got to make sense. 
you know, it's got to be done right. And, uh, you know, it's the old thing. Uh, you see a car, car accident and you go, oh, shit. But if you see one every fucking day, you're like, oh, well, there's, there's a car accident. Now, if you, you're watching a wrestling match, somebody starts bleeding. Like, oh, shit. You know, and there's a little mystery to it. Like, oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. Like, remember, you know, um, this comes to mind right off the top of my head. Uh, Austin Bret Hart. Yeah. Or like blood had been banned from the company and Austin. Uh, wink, wink. Got hard weighed. Wink, wink. Uh, totally did not blade. Wink, wink. Not a the, chance. Uh, no, when he w- took out the timekeeper, <laughs> came up with, with the crimson mask. Mm-hmm. That something because they hadn't seen it in WWE in a while, and uh, I'm sure Vince would have been pissed had it not accentuated the story. And then eventually, they actually you know went and put it on a T-shirt. Yeah, but now it's just like I like John Moxley. I'm not saying anything bad. He's right. A, Incredible talent, but it's just like if that's what you you've become known for is is the blading a crutch, right, um, right, and that's not taken away from his talent. That it would take away. It'd be, it's it, he doesn't need to do it because he is talented, you know. Yeah. For the big matches, you know, save it for. You know, and uh, you know to accentuate something. But if you're on TV and you're blading on, <laughs> you're blading just walking to the ring. You know, just, <laughs> you're just pouring buckets of blood. Yeah, just just insert a faucet at this point. Um, <laughs> I like Moxley. I do but, too. Uh, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. I think Moxley's great. I have no issues with Mox. Um, I've always enjoyed his stuff. Uh, but I, I just, you're right. I feel like it's become a, it's become a, yeah, it's become a crutch. I think that's a good word for it. It's a crutch. Uh, and I like, you know, just, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of other instances, but I'm drawing a blank, but, but it's, it's just like, it's like the Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes match where they had the, it was the blood brothers match. Like that meant something when they, when the blood was there, right. It advanced yeah. the story. Uh, Austin yeah. and Hart, like that advanced the story. It's an iconic match. Like it's an iconic moment too, where he's ble- just bleeding down his face and even mm-hmm. CM Punk and MJF, that uh, dog collar match when they're both bleeding, like that means something. It, it, it elevates, it elevates the storyline, but I, I don't having him cut, cut his face on rampage feels like just excessive. And it's like, why are we, why are we doing this so much? I don't know. I just, I think there has to be a limit to it excessive and the production crew really isn't doing anything to help. Yeah. Not show it. Right. It's like, you know, people wanted to run Eddie Mansfield out of the business for showing John Stossel how to make a blood uh, blade and, and blood and how to make a blade. And he, he gigs himself on 2020. Right. <laughs> flash forward. Yeah. That was in what? 84, 85. Now flash that. forward, to, flash forward to, you know, 2023 and AEW is just, Showing it, literally cutting his fucking head, like running it across his forehead, man. Yeah, and and with me, that's kind of that might be on the like the producer, so to speak, of the match. Like, you know, if Mox, if 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 he knows it's coming, he should just tell the truck, "Hey, you might want to keep a wide shot." Yeah, or or, 
Yeah, keep a wide shot on this one. Uh, Moxley's uh, doing some pro wrestling things. It's sports <laughs> entertaining. Yeah. Sports entertaining there uh, with the uh, the gimmicks, but yeah, just it could be a combination of you know, you know, just it, it's you know the so the producer of the match needs to know that's coming and, and the, he needs to tell the the truck hey stay wide on this yeah you know with a lot of things but um yeah yeah I'm I'm not a fan of the I'm a fan of blood if it's done right but I'm just not a fan of the frequency of it. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a question for you. What do you think the chances are? Because we're coming up on WrestleMania season. We are less than a month away now. Because today is, we're, we're recording today as a, a spoiler alert, or as we say here, Inside Baseball. Yeah, cause. We're recording on March 3rd, which is Friday night. And this episode will air on Monday, March 6th. Uh, so we'll be less than a month away from WrestleMania. <clears throat> do you think Cody Rhodes gigs during his big match with Roman Reigns? Because I feel like... If you're going to do it, you might as well do it at the biggest stage, right? And that's kind of this yeah. thing. What do you think the chances are of, again, like we're just kind of, you know, hypothesizing here, but like, what do you think the chances are of him doing something like that during the big main event? Here, here's my big tell. Uh, as he's coming to the ring, let's see how how extra white his hair is. Mm, yeah, that's actually, yeah, okay. Anytime somebody's got a fresh bleach job, it's like, oh, I know what's coming. Yeah, they 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 know what. Yeah, I've used the word a lot today. Accentuate, you know, mm-hmm. a good uh, bleach blonde hair accentuates a good blade job. So, uh, yeah, should he? Yeah, because like, how many of Roman's matches have had blood? I don't think you any. know. Yeah, and he's the leader of the bloodline. So, uh, and you know, you know, families, you know, they come from uh, you know, both come from royalty and wrestling's in their their blood i'm being corny but um <laughs> well goddamn um goddamn extra cheese <laughs> extra um, onions motherfucker hey. uh <laughs> you know my order um <laughs> shout out to jim Cornette and brian last friends of the show yeah big fans um but yeah just um yeah hey, should he yeah yeah, because you know, a it doesn't happen a lot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen a lot. In Roman's matches, and uh, you know, fucking Paul's made this sort of personal by bringing up Dusty. Yeah, that Dusty liked Roman better than Cody. Mm. So even if you know maybe Roman gets a little, little slicey, yeah, slicey and Dusty, you know, I could see it, man. Yeah. I could fucking see it and be great. Oh, oh, really good if they could get like a good hard way over the eyebrow and just like like the Harley race fucking yeah, you know, just take a good fucking knuckle and just you know hit the fucking gimmick. Wow, get get a good hard way, Oof. you know. Well, I mean, it's like watching Brock Lesnar give Randy Orton that fucking elbow to the face, dude. Talk about yeah. a fucking traumatic watch. Holy shit! Yeah. And then they're saying that it was that was uh, worked. Which, imagine agreeing to something like that. Like, yeah, Brock, I'm going to fucking hit you with my elbow right in the face. We're going to split the whole goddamn side of your head open. Okay. Yeah. What? That's how they did. They, that's how they used to do it. Christ almighty. You know, just you know, the, the, the point of the brow right there where the, the bone meets the, you just get a good knuckle in there and pop that baby open, Oof. you know, man. But, you know, 
Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That whole, I just brought back a whole memory with the Brock thing and yeah. uh, Orton, which I think I I think led to an argument in the gorilla position between uh, Jericho and, uh, and Brock. I was just going to say that's where it came from. He was like Jericho was getting ready to like get into it with Brock. Yeah. And uh, I think Vince got involved and was like, oh, it's a work. It's a work. Like That was a work. Like, well, yeah. again, you know, you're, I'm probably, you know, I'm probably the mark in this situation, but it's like, why would that, I, I like to me in my brain, I guess, because I'm not in the industry, like, I don't understand why someone would work that, especially yeah. something so aggressive, like a, a fucking full on unprotected does, hit, you know? I mean, something like that it doesn't take much. Oh, okay. If, it, if, it, if it's done, because it's, it's a short distance, quick, little stiff fucking little jab. Mm. It's done right. It's just done. You know, it, it 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 doesn't take much. Yeah, the way he, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. If it, if it, going back to it, yeah, Cody should get a little bit of a color. I agree. That adds to the drama. I agree. I think that would be. I think. I think for me, like that final image of Cody with a little blood on his face, holding up the belts, that would be iconic, right? Like, how many times are you going to be able to pull off? something like what he, I feel like he's going to do, you know, uh, dethroning the Roman or the, the tribal chief for both belts at WrestleMania, um, be crazy, but I think that would, I would definitely work. One thing I think also too, um, that's been crazy is the, uh, the ladder match or the referees holding the ladders discourse that's been going on. Uh, there was a match on dynamite, uh, Wednesday night, where during the match, I guess it was a the Golden Ring match. Powerhouse Hobbs yeah, ended up I've, winning. I've seen memes. Yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs was having trouble getting down. He's a big guy. I have trouble getting down. I'm not. I'm a third of his size. I have troubles getting off the top of a ladder like that. They, that that I don't think I was necessarily worried about. Um, but there was conversation where they the referees were holding the ladder for someone to do a spot, and people like were really pissed about it. And people were really upset. What do you think about, again, could that be more of the, more like what we were talking about with Moxley and Blading? Could that be more of the uh, production truck causing issues like that? Could that have been something that was done better? What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, here, here, here's the deal. It's like, um, if the latter's part of the match and uh, an official's more concerned about well, then again, that should, shouldn't even matter. An official should be impartial, right? Right. Because I'm thinking of like the ladder's illegal in the match and the ref helps, then that's kind of like burying the ref. If, but if a ladder is legal and the ref, the, the ref holds the, the ladder. But I've seen ladders, I've seen refs hold ladders before. Right. It's never really been brought up until now. Uh, oh, I, I did see a photo of like, what, what was it? Three refs holding one ladder or yeah. something like that. Yeah. It was, I that, think that's a bit overkill. I, and I can't remember. I don't know if it was Sammy Guevara or if it was, uh, if it was, uh, AR Fox. I can't, I can't remember who it was somebody in the group chat will tell me, but, um, they were whole three people were holding three referees rather were holding the ladder while he was getting ready to do his, his dive. But, um, then there was a spot where somebody flipped over and, a guy like full on hit the back of his head on the back of the ladder. It was like, Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. What do you, yeah. I mean, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, it's kind of overkill having having the uh, three officials hold a ref, hold a uh, ladder. If it's one ref and the ladder's legal and they're legally allowed to do stuff with the ladder for the sake of safety, right? I, I, I have no problem with it. When you get like three refs in there and it's just like, come on. <laughs> yeah, like what are we doing? Come on. You, you, you could just use one person to just put a hand on her, put a foot on the other side or something like that, you know? Yeah. But uh, when, three refs overkill one ref. It's, if it's, if the, the ladder's legally allowed to be in there, it's a, I'll let it pass. But if it's a gimmick where, you know, um, you know, somebody just brought out a, a ladder in a regular match and the ref's like, holding the illegal object and it's like, uh, yeah, I just saw, (laughs) I just saw some clip where, uh, some indie show. I don't even know if I even should should bring it up, but like, it was like a death match thing. Oh, are you talking about the one I'm thinking about? You're talking about the, the Ryan wrestler had his opponent pressed over his head and the ref helped light his opponent on fire. So he could throw. And I was just like, Oh, oh, you know, yeah, it's just like it, this. Uh, it, that's bad. That uh, that's bad. Like holding a, a ladder so a wrestler can uh, safely do something on the ladder. Okay, right. Hoping taking a, a lighter out and lighting somebody on fire so one of the participants could throw his opponent. That's a bit much. And it's like, I watched that clip as it bounced around Twitter yeah. and I'm going my, like, I just have like a thousand thoughts at one time. Right. Like the guy threw him out and he missed the table and landed on the concrete, like hit, like maybe like a, like an eighth of the table. And then he's fucking his clothes are on fire. So you see all these people running around trying to fucking put him out. And I'm thinking, what the fuck was the point of lighting him on fire? What did, like? No, what are you yeah. guys doing? I, I just like there were so many questions I had, and then there was the one. Uh, it was the women's wrestling match where I don't remember who the names of the the women. Unfortunately, were did you see that clip? Well, the, they were at the top of the the balcony, and the one woman <sighs> yeah. kicked the other one off, and she fell face first into the corner of the fucking ring. Like, there's no way to gimmick that, brother. That one. How did you feel about me- that? Yeah, that one made me a little angry because and I hate when like announcers goes that that's the most that's the hardest part of the ring, but legit that is like the ring, the, the ring apron area is the most dangerous part of the ring. You know, I hate when people do the spots where you know they power bomb somebody on the apron because so, that angle could just snap a spinal cord. Now they, that that girl or. I, I, well, everybody's a girl to me. I'm old. That woman who, uh, you know, took that fucking bump off a balcony and went chest first. Is it is what is whatever they're going to pay you worth the hospital bill? Right. You know, I don't think the company's going to pick up that tab. Not a chance. Uh, so, if you go off, you know, well. I think that was overseas in England, so they have free health care. I, I, I might be wrong, so uh, checkmate. Um, 
You showed me. Yeah. Um, Shucks. Oh, but the broken ribs or just the, the, the miscalculation alone isn't worth it. Right. Well, you know, an angle like that, that girl should be out for a year, you know, you know, yeah. just the, you know, you know, back in my day or back in the day that, you know, something like that, you'd be out for a year, but now she'll probably uh, be back next show. But what fucks me up sometimes too with this, and and I I don't mean to get on a on a on a rampage here, but it's like, what fucks what fucks? That's uh, later tonight, rampage. Right, that's later at tonight at ten o'clock uh, after SmackDown. Um, yeah. It's just like you know Mick Foley, right? I think about the Hell in a Cell match when Taker throws him off the top, right? Iconic moment, one of the biggest and craziest moments in wrestling history, right? Like never happened before, should have never happened again without it being gimmicked, because that shit wasn't gimmicked, right? Like, I mean, they just, they did it, like, and he could have died. Vince was fucking yeah. pissed. Like, why would you do that? But, like, again, it's like, okay, you top it, it's over. But I think, unfortunately, in pro wrestling, people took that moment and then tried to outdo it with their levels of danger. Like, and it's also what they did with that match at the the corner of the ring there. It's different than anything I watched on ECW. Because at least you guys were in a contained environment. Like, yeah, it was crazy. And some of the things were like, holy shit. But, like, it wasn't like, I feel like the danger aspect wasn't as, I don't know how to explain it. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But it's like there there was a level of protection in some aspects. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, she just kicked her off the top. Like, she wasn't prepared. She was, like, literally with her hands back behind her back. And she kicked her. And there wasn't even, like... There wasn't even the forward momentum to go forward to protect herself. And then I'm thinking, holy shit, if she was off by like two inches, her her throat would have hit the top of the rope. She could have yeah, thrown she herself back. Like she could have been dead. Like, yeah. what are like what are we doing here? Why are we doing right. this shit? It doesn't make any sense to me. There's no payoff. There's no payoff. And what do you do to get revenge? When somebody does that to you, you, you literally have to throw them off. Okay. You threw me off a balcony onto the ring apron. Now I have to throw you off a roof. Right. You know, I mean, was she going to come back and, uh, win her revenge with a schoolboy? <laughs> <laughs> a roll up pin inside a cradle. Yeah. You know, just, uh, <laughs> Give her a nice DDT to end the yeah, match, for, man. Yeah. A nice banana peel. <laughs> But it's like yeah. even even guys like Sammy Guevara and Montez Ford, some of, you know, they're great. They're high fly. Darby Allen's another one. Like some of the stuff they do, it's like, oh my god, like guys, yeah, you're destroying your body. I get yeah. it. I get it. That like the hot pops and all that stuff. But like, here's the thing with ECW. Here's the thing with ECW. People <laughs> thought we were killing each other, and we weren't. No. And so, here's an example. Um, uh, me and Stevie fly out to California for some show and uh, we're supposed to wrestle Christopher Daniels and Bobby Bradley. And the promoter comes up to me and Stevie and Chris and Bobby and go, man, I want you guys to have like a hard hitting match. Just beat the shit out of each other. Blah, blah, blah. Cause you know, me and Stevie were from ECW and when the promoter walks away, me and Stevie, Stevie, Chris, and Bobby go, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, they thought, you know, we, we literally fucking just beat the shit out of each other in ECW, which wasn't the case. You know, it was, uh, 
I mean, Public Enemy had the hockey jersey said "Violent by Design." Yeah, it was designed violence. It wasn't real violence, you know. Yeah, okay, you know, Terry Funk and Sabu really got rolled up in barbed wire, right? But uh, you know, that was a part of a feud, and I don't know if that was the blow off to the feud, but they had, you know, that's the culmination of something. But um, yeah, just. Just the it just is it worth the 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 injury? Is it worth getting clicks? Right. Is it? I mean, I don't say I don't say it. I don't say it. No, I don't get it. But you know, a few people go instead of people going. You know, she gets kicked off a balcony, lands chest first on the ring apron. Instead of people freaking out and crying, they're grabbing their cell phones going, oh, look at this. Right. Or the, the camera literally, you know, panned over to somebody who was smiling. It's like. This ain't a fucking game, man. This is not a fucking game. I mean, you didn't really even get a reaction. So, I mean, was it worth it to do that? You You wasted that bump. Because you only get so many bumps like that in your life. You wasted that bump that moment and it means nothing right it, literally nothing nothing from yeah. that for your career oh what do i know oh you were in ecw yeah I, I i know because i was in ecw that's how i gained my opinion that's that's how i form my opinion you know if anyone's the fucking expert here it's the blue meanie like yeah, legit straight I, up my, I was the dog and pony show and a lot of guys did more hardcore shit than i did but but still you just, were in to watch the the effects it had on those people, you know, the, all the guys who did like some of the hardcore stuff, like the hardcore stuff after ECW, you know, you know, Balls and Axel did some crazy stuff in ECW, but then, you know, you get on the indies out of the uh, sphere of you know post ECW and doing crazier shit. It's like, yeah. oh man, you know, I don't get it, man. I don't, I, I just, it, it just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like it, 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 it did anything to advance that person's career. You know, Hey, great. You did this fucking dumb spot. Yeah. You know, how many more dumb spots are you going to do? Are you going to protect yourself? Are you going to protect your, your opponent? Right. Cause like, that's also a big part of this as well. You got to protect, are you going to let one go? I was going to say, speaking of dumb spots, hold on. I got yeah, do one it, for you. Do it. <laughs> little uh little then trumpet I sit into trumpet toot um that's my uh that's my danger <laughs> and now you gotta standing up farting and then sitting back into the seat was, where my just was i was just gonna say you gotta fucking just bask in that glory um <sighs> meanie yes we have breaking news on this program Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard... It's crazy, right? From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shave your signature beard with your look, meaning, because you know, Blue Meanie's got that specific beard look. Now you can use finally use Manscaped's products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code MINDMEANIE for 20% off plus free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a, wide, a, a weird beard, rather. 
So say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. Meanie, tell me about your experience so far with Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Well, if there's anything I'm known for besides blue hair is an amazing beard. And uh, I've spent years trying to keep it clean, keep it fresh. And uh, when I open up my package from Manscaped, all those beautiful beard care products, it was it was like something I, I dream come true, something I've been waiting all my professional beard, beard care taking life. It is incredible. And that blue beard of yours is going to look great when we're back at Icons this fall or spring, rather. But even in the fall, it's going to look great when you use uh, Manscaped's Beard Hedger Pro kit it all starts with the beard hedger this thing is a juggernaut affixing faces this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard so no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons that right face grooming doesn't need to be hard get 20 different beard lengths with just one guard plus it's waterproof so you can shave in the shower to avoid all of that hair in the sink which is disgusting especially if you're hairy like me. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. And friends, I feel like that's an innuendo somewhere. The Pro Kit doesn't end there. They have created the four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care first. There's the beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember that all of your hair is different, so the beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair in your head. That's why this kit has made shampoo and conditioner specifically designed to moisturize reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote beard hair, beard health, rather. So when Meanie is out of the ring, he can wash that beard up, and not only does it go from blue to white, it's going to look healthy, natural, and fresh. Next, the kit has Manscaped's beard oil, an essential piece for your man facial accessory. No one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and dry. The oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine, making you look extra fine. Cap it off with the beard balm, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames, depending on which way you go. The Beard Pro Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress and potentially moonsault off the middle rope. So go get 20% off plus free shipping when using the promo code MINDMEANY at manscaped.com. It's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code MINDMEANY. Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. And we thank them, as always, for sponsoring the program. I just, man, I uh, I was really pissed about it, too, to be honest with you. I was, like, really frustrated. I'm like, this is why, like, again, it's like, I don't mean to be that guy, but it's also, like, this is what gives the industry kind of a black eye sometimes. It gives it a bad name because you see crazy shit like this, and it's like, I don't know. But even like you said, Terry Funk and Sabu, right? Like that served a purpose. They're, prof- I don't want to say professionals because everybody who does what you do is a professional in one way, shape or form, except for the ref who lights the guy on fire. There's no uh, professional way to learn how to roll in Bob wire. You just kind of got to do it. Right. But I mean, there's, there's protective levels to that, right? Like there's a, there's a protection to it in some aspect. Right. But jumping from a fucking balcony and smashing your face on the side of the rake on the, the apron there. Yeah. I, God damn. I don't know, man. That was like, did be fucking kidding me? But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I, I saw a couple of things floating around on Twitter and I had to pick your brain about it. Cause I was like, I don't fucking know. It's, um, it's, we literally have mind in the name of the show. Right. So. The mind of the meanie. I, uh, yes. I, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, Another thing I'm going to, I, uh, 
I was going to say something else. There was another thing on Twitter that I saw the other day. Just like it never stops. Um, now I can't think of it. How's the pod squad? What's going on in here? Um, uh, uh, is admiring my pizza, hut, pizza, the hut shirt. Hell yes. From uh, Spaceballs. It's a fabulous shirt. Which you can see if you go to patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. You can see it now. Right now. As we're recording live. I mean, yeah. well, you're listening to this and it's in, you know, this is in the past now, but as we're recording this now in this moment, you can see we it. got uh, we got Lucha Lechoso here. Yeah, Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. Vanessa's here too. Yeah, hello, Vanessa. Got some people talking about the uh, busted open stuff. Um, uh, Bailey says uh, Goldust Hardwaid Piper at WrestleMania as a work. Great story. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard that one. Uh, I, I think it was the baseball bat or he hit him with the car or something like that. Either way, uh, Piper got legit, you know, juice. Wow. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> and gold takes off in the gold Cadillac and, uh, Piper chases him in the uh, white Ford Bronco. And when he gets out, he smears the blood on the side of the thing, which was like a tip, a tip to, uh, OJ, you know, <laughs> They say they actually showed the uh, the OJ chase footage, and you know, saying that was a uh, Piper going after uh, Gold. <laughs> it's great, man. It was amazing. Uh, Travis said, "What I don't get about the Brock and uh, Orton thing is that uh, Brock did the exact same thing to Cena a year or two before, but nobody complained. I think it's because no one could see Cena, um, so yeah. that way they couldn't see the blood. I think that yeah. might be. I think that might be the reason." Yeah, uh, no, uh-huh. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. Why there was this? I don't want to say subjective outrage or shock, but yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it's possible. Uh, Vanessa's here talking about uh, Tommy Dreamer trying to hard way Mick Foley. You know that I think I he Tommy told that story recently on uh, Busted Open. He was talking about how he was just like trying to get him, and he was just like, "Please stop hitting me! <laughs> like, please stop!" <laughs> oh well, my I, god. I, it might be another way where Mick's trying to hard way Tommy. That's what I, oh, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. I may have transposed the uh, names there. Yeah. Stop hitting me, but that could, that could be taken as in a, in a work or a uh, shoot. You know, he could be shoot, shoot going, please stop hitting me. Or as a work going, ah, oh, please stop hitting me. You know? <laughs> what's the most, uh, what's the craziest like hard way shit you ever saw in ECW? There's a good question for you. What's like Jeez. the wildest thing you were like, whole even you were probably like, we're like, holy shit. Hard way, not gig. Yeah. Hard way. Because I was going to say the craziest juice I ever saw was Bill Alfonso against Beulah. I was, you know, he fucking hit an artery and collapsed, you know, coming back. Oh shit. Uh, hard way. That's a good question. Um, Off the top of my head, I don't know. I don't know uh, as far as somebody getting hard weighed. I got hard weighed with a trash can by Terry Gordy, if that counts. Hey, that counts. Uh, there was a cage, and it made it to one of those tabloid shows, too, because somebody, one of those tabloid shows was doing something on ECW, and uh, there was a cage match, and I forget who the participants were, but I came to ringside as Blue Dust. And Terry Gordy just grabs a trash can and 
clobbers me over the head with it. And uh, I was like, ooh, I, I, I knew that was going to be, a, it was like one of those uh, cartoon, when you see the cartoon lump come up, you're yep. like, yep. I, oh, I get to just feel it forming. So I get back to the locker room and uh, Dr. Mark Allen uh, takes a look at it and goes, yeah, you're going to need stitches. And Sabu comes over and goes, well, you could get stitches or I can uh, crazy glue you. I want to, uh yeah sure crazy glue me and dr mark's trying to talk me out i was like look sabu crazy glues all of his wounds shut so i'm gonna ride with sabu on this one (laughs) and uh they clean my head up and uh the trick is you don't do it on the open wound right you just you pinch the skin together you put the dab of uh crazy glue on top of the wound and you just blow it dry you know, and you know, once it dries, you do it like a second layer, a third layer, and it winds up fucking healing cleaner than a stitch. And uh, I'll say that I'll say one thing. It was like, uh, you know, I, I, one a couple years ago, I, I went to shave my head just to see all my scars because I have like scars that there's plenty of scars on my body that have names. You know, I got a. Uh, I got uh, Terry Gordy here. I got Sam in the back of my head. I got Rob Van Dam on my elbow. Oh, shit. You know, but it was, it's, it's kind of cool to say, oh, yeah, that one night I got busted open by Terry Gordy and Sabu. Uh, glued crazy, glued, crazy glued my head. So mm. that's a that's a bar story to tell, you know. That's a great that's a great bar story to tell. I don't know if I would be able to do that, though. Like, does it sting? <laughs> I guess it sting when you put the crazy glue in or is it just like does it burn? Well, I was already pain anyway so yeah, i probably could it. yeah Jesus. Uh, yeah and it you know when i shaved my head to look at you know i shaved my head and had mrs me take photos of all my uh constellations on the top of my head because they look like fucking star constellations i don't mean to ask this question because i know you've talked about it ad nauseum forever but now when you're talking about scars on your head did bradshaw leave a scar on your head oh yeah i got one where did like, he get you? I, I don't even know if, I, honestly, I don't even know if he really, if I know where he really got you. It's like one of these eyes. Mm. It's like what? I forget which one. Of course, I'm, I'm looking in the camera, so I'm probably <laughs> the wrong eye. But, uh, yeah, but you can't even, they have such top-notch doctors at WWE. Like, they got, they stitched me up right there that night. I was going to say, so like, yeah, so you're there, you go in the back, and they just, do they doll yeah. you up right there. Yeah. There was a, at the Hammerstein, there was like a little, like a catering area, which, where we, you know, all had dinner, but like after the show, they, it became just like a a lounge Mm. and uh, the doctors, you know, stitched me up right there. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, once it heals up, it's it's fucking clean. Yeah. I was going to say. I have stitches from when I was a baby. I had like, uh. I'm fucking banging myself up a couple times and, you know, you get little butterfly stitches as a baby and stuff like that and shit like that. You know, being uh, a kid. Yeah. James, actually, my oldest son has a scar right like in, in the middle of his face here. Um, it was a yeah. freak accident, man. We were, we had some people we used to hang out with. They came over with their kids and James is just like this little like f- high flyer, right? He's like a little Ray Mysterio. He's just bopping all over the place. And it was the strangest thing. Like he was the, the guy who the father of the kids that the kids used to play with. He bent down to look at his son. And as he stood back up, like James went right behind him 
and hit the like the guy's butt basically hit the side of James's head and he James went right into the side of the wall here right into his forehead and oh. just just gushing blood right cuz he you know he cut him in the face so we take him to the hospital and they put purple glue on the top of his face here which the doctor that his pediatrician was like well we probably should have just like sewn him up cuz now it's this big giant scar but for like i don't know 2 weeks he had this purple thing <laughs> forehead and like that was just some gnarly shit man but fuck um yeah yeah that could have been could have been a whole lot but i remember just watching it gush and i'm like okay wait i remember now it's because it's on his face right i use my wrestling knowledge to remember it's on his face so that's how you're gonna look like you have more blood there but yeah um let's see and mix first travis is saying and mix first book he talked about sebu repeatedly trying to break beer bottles on Mick's head. Good God. I was at that. I was, in the, I was in the crowd as a uh, spectator. I was just starting my career as, as a wrestler. And uh, like I said, uh, I would travel home to see my uh, grandfather who was uh, having, you know, his battle with cancer. But I was always, you know, you know, schedule the, the trips home around ECW events. And I went to that show at the field, Hamburg field house. And, um, yeah, if you, I think, I think even on social media, I pointed out where you could see me in the crowd watching, but just the, this, you know, the sound of that, that bottle hitting was fucking, fucking brutal. Yeah. It's just like funk. Oh God. It's fucking brutal, man. And then he tried to do the one where you kind of let it go before it hits to kind of lessen the blow. And it did the bottle just went, oh, yeah, God. bounced off his head. And eventually they got it. But yeah. holy shit. That, well, the trick is like, you know, they, they, you're supposed to get like a beer bottle, like Canadian beer bottles are thinner. It's because they're more polite. Yeah. Yeah. They're thinner because like, I guess they have more. Or have higher, uh, higher, whatever volume or whatever. Yeah. The trick was always, you know, do it with a, a, a beer bottle from like Canada. If you can't get like a sugar bottle, mm-hmm. like even a sugar glass or whatever, but Mm-mm. you know, cause there's a Johnny canine, uh, AKA bruiser bedlam. He was trying to do something in Smoky Mountain where he tried to break a beer bottle over his own head and he couldn't get it because He's from Canada and he's used to doing it up in Canada where the beer bottles are thinner. So you would do it about, oh, fuck, buddy. Oh, oh, you know, <laughs> fucking Canadians. But, oh, uh, man. yeah, there's, there's something you never hear. Oh, man, these fucking Canadians, man. Never. Oh, yeah. Not once. Maybe so if you're funny. a hockey, you know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, I went to Canada twice and they were the most, pol- even the, even the royal, Canadian guards at the border were like polite in their questioning, even though they were firm. I love Canada, man. So dope, dude. Can't wait to go back. Um, But I will say, I can't wait for this question. Meaning specifically this question. If I may. Yeah, of course. Are you ready to ask me? I would love to. Ask me something. It's the shits. I can't remember what regular Arsenal is like. Don't forget to tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeany, and we'll ask them on the program. Um, I got myself a seltzer. I finally remembered. Throwing it back, I'm, brother. 
I got myself a liquid death barium all. Yes. That's which, the good uh, shit right there. Yeah. Liquid death is amazing. Uh, since you don't have one, I'll crack, crack it open in both our honor. There you go. And, uh, I'm going to say in this shit in three, two, one. Mm. There we go. I got to stock up. They have the, the lime ones in uh, Philly at one of the train stations. When I go down there, I got to throw a whole bunch of my book bag. I'll pay for it. I'm not going to steal it, but I will toss yeah. them in there so I can have some, uh, can have a sports entertainment moment while we're doing the show here. Uh, we got a bunch of questions in the pod squad here, which is great. Again, patreon.com. Are you that's good? Why I love, that's why I love the, uh, pod squad. Guys always got our- you guys and gals are fucking great. I love it. Uh, let me make sure I'm not missing any here. Uh, Travis said, awesome shirt. Uh, let me see where we at here to start. Andy Schlichter is here. He says, Hey, Meanie, can we disown the flyers already? Just so frustrated with them and the complete lack of competence between the ownership and the front office. Yeah. Send the uh, flyers to the XFL. (laughs) Ship them (laughs) off. That that would be my joke for like the worst NFL team, but like they're the worst team in hockey. So make them play football. Yeah. Fuck it. At this point, just they're not even on my radar. You know, if you're a Flyers fan, you now you had to be a fucking diehard Flyers fan when your mascot is more over than that is more identifiable than the actual players on your team. You know, I mean, that's saying something, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what they would have to fucking do to turn things around, but uh, I don't know if they have need to get new new owners in there to sell the team off and have somebody else, you know, start fresh. But it's going to be a while before the, oh, excuse Atta me. Boy. A while before the uh, Philadelphia Flyers do anything, man. It's it's hard. It's it, it's bad when like WIP doesn't even cover hockey. You know. Yeah. On you know, on the the, the local sports talk radio. I, I listen to sports, you know, talk most, most of the day. Nobody's calling about the flyer. Uh, normally, you know, somebody will call, but how come you guys don't talk about hockey? They go, yeah, well, you know, and I like hockey. I, I love, I, I'm a hockey fan. I love the flyers, uh, but God damn, mm-hmm. they are bad. Yeah. And, but, I have no fucking idea what it would take to fucking get them back to prominence. Mm-mm. Uh, Andrew Bailey wants to know, Hey, Meanie, the MJF versus Brian Danielson match is yes. a one hour Ironman match. What is the longest match you know of? And is there a place even longer than an hour? If so, who could do it? Well, I mean, there's fucking stories about back in the day with like, you know, George Hackenschmidt, you know, doing fucking three hour matches. And, but those were pretty much considered shoots in a way because, you know, they were just like grappling. So, and that's, you know, when, when they were fucking grappling for like two or three fucking hours and, you know, that's when they start going, Hey man, we should probably uh, learn how to work. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because guys were so physically exhausted, they they couldn't work as much. 
but you know, that's where, you know, the, the empathy, you know, that's the uh, kickstart of like working matches, you know, began. But, um, as far as an hour, hour match, who could do it? Probably anybody trained by Rip Rogers because Rip Rogers fucking teaches how to do that shit. But I'm trying to think. I mean, I know, I think CM, uh, Chris Hero had a, a, a couple 90 minute matches that went to like a draw. I, I, I'm, I feel bad. I can't. It might have been CM Punk. Mm. Might have been against CM Punk. Might have went like 90 minutes or something like that. But who can do it now? Yeah, well, here's the thing. This just popped in my head. It's like when you think of most main events, like, you know, say like WrestleMania, like I'm sure Roman and Cody are going to go 45 minutes. Unquestionably. But nobody notices it because there's not a stipulation in a match. This has got to be an hour. So nobody goes, oh, man, they really went an hour. Yeah. But now that you're, you're the, the onus is on this match has to go an hour. Now people are like, you know, you're going, oh man, who can go an hour? But when most main events go between 35 and 45 minutes anyway. So um, it'll be an interesting match. Uh, God bless them. Yeah. Have that cardio. It's all in the pacing too, you know, but um, there's there's certain things you see them do, you know, to, uh, you know, you know, keep their uh, gas in reserves, you know. I was just going to say that. I don't I don't ever recall seeing Cody or Roman gassed at any point. You know, Roman's been on this run since August of 2020. I don't yeah. ever. I mean, he's had some fucking crazy long matches, too. And I don't. And, and physical ones, too. Even the one he just had with Sammy. Like, I don't yeah. recall ever seeing him gassed at any. I'm using that term, right? Correctly? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't ever recall seeing him like blown up or anything. Like he just, he goes, man. Um, and that's a testament to who, you know, him as a performer as it is. But, um, I don't, I couldn't see Roman and Cody going any longer than like 45 minutes, but I could see CM Punk. I could also see like Omega Danielson going the distance. I could see them doing a 90 minute match, but I think it would have to make sense. You know, like it has to have a story behind it. I really like that match that they did together. I think it was the the 60 minute match they had on a, was that dynamite right after Danielson first came. It was a couple, like I know only a month after Danielson had been there and uh, yeah. that was a pretty solid match, but uh, let yeah. me see here. Uh, where are we at here? Ben veterans with benefits podcast wants to know, do nice. you, do you believe the phrase go birds? Yeah. Of course should replace traditional greetings back home. What, in Philly? Uh, yeah. I mean, certainly during the Eagle seasons, that's all we said, you know? <laughs> all you hear. <laughs> you walk down the street, you go, go birds, go birds. Yeah. Go, go birds. Just like politely, go birds, go birds. You know, when uh, the Eagles played in London, we were over there wearing our Eagles, you know, gear, and you see other people wearing Eagles gear, you go, go birds, go that's birds. That's it. Yeah. You leaving Wawa, go birds. Leaving the doctor's yeah. office, go birds. Ending my tours yeah. at work, go birds. Yeah, it's got to be during the season though, because yeah. you know, you know, it'd be like go birds during the Philly season. Yeah, you know, I don't know. What you, nobody really says go Phils, <laughs> even though they are Phillies. Phillies don't really. 
have a, a motto like go birds, but no, it's definitely customary in Philadelphia to during the Eagle season, go birds, yep. go birds, because you don't want to say go birds to a cockroach fucking Cowboys fan, not knowing that he's, a, you know, like that's why you guys are say during the Eagle season and seeing somebody wearing Eagles gear. Yeah. Cause you don't want to, nothing worse than saying something to somebody who, who doesn't like the thing that you like mm-hmm. and you don't like it until you say something about it. So if I go, go birds to somebody who hates football, ah, oh, those fucking rich millionaires. Or you say to a Cowboys fan, now you have to fucking go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, you have to, you have to be careful when wishing a go birds on somebody. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mark and Dryden wants to know, did either of you collect Hit Parader, Circus, or any other metal magazines? Oh, yeah. That is where I got these two KISS tour books for $10 each back in 1990, and he included two photos of Music Life magazine. Like, I don't know if I collected them, but I definitely like cut up the photos and hung them on my wall as a teenager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, dude, I had so many fucking posters. Like, one side of my bedroom was dedicated to press another side was dedicated to heavy metal yeah um and that was you know hip parader uh metal edge circus and then uh dude if if you find like a random metal edge from like maybe 94 you might see me in the pen pal section where oh brian heffern likes blah 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 and i would get like you know, pen pal letters from people from all over the country, all over the world. That's amazing. And I still have a friend to this day from that pen pal section. Uh, my friend, Silene. Cy- I'm going to try to say her last name. Silene Kondreka, maybe? She's from uh, France. And uh, we talked, we, we write letters like, for over a year and I went to wrestling school and she wrote me there for a little bit. Then I moved back to Jersey. She wrote, she like wrote and then like we kind of lost touch, but then like through social media, I caught up with her. I was like, Holy shit. Yeah. You know, we're still friends. Now we're Instagram buddies and uh, Facebook friends and stuff like that. But Oh yeah. I was into, you know, that, that was my thing. I would buy, you know, the pro wrestling illustrates, the inside wrestlers, the wrestlers, but then I also buy them, you know, an, another underrated heavy metal magazine back in the day was rip. Mm. Rip Mag. They, uh, that was like a high end fucking, not, not to put down the other magazines, but rip, but I mean, uh, metal edge was to me, metal edge was the top, but then when rip came along, whatever their presentation was, really won me over between like the high quality photos, the centerfolds and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just the articles and stuff like that. And it, it was just a cool ass logo. Cause yeah. they had like a, you know, a rip shirt would be like wearing a pro wrestling illustrated shirt, shirt, you know, just kind of, in my opinion, at least, yeah. but, um, yeah, dude, I, I miss those days of just being a teenager. And the only concern I had was, When's what time's wrestling? And then uh, when's the new so and so album coming out? Mm-hmm. Now walking that 
20 minute walk over to the newsstand and just look in to see what magazines are out. And I could walk out easily. Yeah. Or easily, uh, you know, five or six magazines go home and just shut the door, lay in bed and just stare and dare to dream. I, uh, I used to collect, well, not collect, but I used to do PWI. I used to pick up pro wrestling illustrated a lot. We were subscribed to the WWF magazine. Uh, and yeah. I would pick up hit parader as I got older because, you know, I was listening to different types of music and, um, yeah. but I actually, it's funny. I was just thinking about this. I, I drove by, drove up to my old house that I grew up in in Levittown in Bucks County, uh, on John Cole lane. And the house is vacant now. I guess somebody's renovating it or doing something. And I was thinking about, I used to rip pages, full pages out of like PWI or whatever. And I would tape them with like packing tape to my wall. Cause you know, we didn't have scissors or pack, you know, regular tape for some reason or thumbtacks, you know? And, uh, I told, uh, I took Kevin McElvaney is a friend of mine from, you know, the editor in chief at, at pro wrestling illustrated. I told him that the first time I talked to him and he was like, that's so fucking cool. You know, like it to him, it's just like this really cool, you know, historical moment that like, you know, for me ties back together. And then when I was hanging out with Jerry Lawler, I told him the same thing. And he was just like, oh, it's fucking, you know, that's really, what, what picture was it? He goes, it's like, oh, dude, I don't even remember. <laughs> it was something from probably down south. But um, yeah, I used to, I used to have my walls just littered with shit as a kid, you know, and then we moved to our new house. And when I eventually got my own room, uh, I just covered my walls, man, with Hit Parader. And um, what was it? It's not Revolver. Is that the other magazine I'm thinking of from the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s? I can't, I think that was the, I think that was the other one I had, but, um, last question for the day, Danny boy, three sixteen wants to know, this would be a good question for both of us here. Danny boy, three sixteen wants to know, can you recommend three or four local restaurants to eat at during WrestleMania 40 weekend, which as we know is the weekend that blue meanie will be inducted into the WWE hall of fame. Hashtag <laughs> meanie mania 40 hashtag meanie hall of fame. Yeah. Uh, Dude, I'm I'm bad because I just to me it's all like I I don't go to anything any place like really fancy. Mm. Uh, if you want like good any kind of food, you know, just go to Oregon Diner. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, my boy Carrie, who always wears the um, Carl and Elbow shirts, uh, front row at you know the every pay per view. It seems like he's always at Raw. He's always at He's always wearing, always wearing a collar and elbow shirt. He was in town for Raw 30. He's like, dude, where, where, where can I go eat? I was like, oh. the only thing I really can recommend is the uh, Oregon Diner. A, because you can pretty much get breakfast anytime. Yep. They got good specials. They got good uh, dinner menu. Like any kind of food you can imagine. They probably, you know, minus, you know, Chinese, you know, they have, you know, um, but you know, you can get breakfast anytime and then, um, it's right near the arenas and which is key because like, say you, you're hungry, you want to go get something to eat before you, you go to the show. If you're, uh, if you're driving, if you got a rental car, you could just drive over there, get something to eat, then drive over to mania mm-hmm. or whatever festivities you're doing. If you're Ubering it, you could just take an Uber over there and then have some dinner and then Uber over to the arena. It's like 10 minutes from, you know, uh, the, the, the stadium. Today, we, me and Mrs. Meany had lunch at the Oregon Diner today. Mm-hmm. And then we went, we went over to 
Lincoln Financial Field to the Eagles Pro Shop to see what they had, you know, over there. So I timed it out. It was like a 10 minute drive. So as far as um, if you want a good burger, if you're just looking strictly burgers, go to Punk Burger. Mm, yeah. Um, that's a good place where you could go in and sit and eat. Um, I love my pals, but they don't have anything place in there to eat. They're in there like they're may, may, mostly just sandwiches and stuff like that. But like, if you're looking for a good, go in, sit down, have something to eat, organizer. Uh, the, the only unfortunate thing is they're not open 24 hours like they used to be. Yeah. Thanks a but, lot, uh, COVID. Yeah. 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 They used to be a uh, open 24 hours, but um, yeah, I'm, I know I'm rambling, but uh, how about you? What do you think? Dude, I was going to say this is this is good stuff for me because I always I I want to know those types of places as well. But I got I got five for you. If you're interested, Danny Boy 316 Cuba Libre is a Cuban restaurant down on Second yeah. Street, uh, right down on Old City, right along right. I think by the pier there. Uh, fantastic fucking food. Fantastic Cuban. Um, great atmosphere, too. They do a lot of like live shows and live music at night. Um, it's a little pricey, but it's definitely worth it if you're here in Philly and if you're looking for food. Like, I don't know how long you'll be here, but it's definitely the right. place to go. Uh, Tallulah's Garden, my wife and I, Courtney and I just had a date night there the other day. It's in Washington Square. Now, Washington Square is like the nicer Rittenhouse Square. I prefer it over Rittenhouse Square. Lots of incredible, like, little coffee shops and restaurants and stuff. But Tallulah's Garden is fantastic. Um, it's uh, it's a lot of, like, they, they have different menus at different times. Uh, so if it's down there in April, they'll probably have some spring uh, selection, but it is fantastic uh, if you're looking for just like kind of an, an American fair. Uh, if you're looking for the best cheesesteak in Philly, again, if you're, it, I don't know if gyms will be open then. I'm hoping that it'll be available then at this point, but Cleaver's is down on 18th Street uh, down in Center City. Um, it's more like an upscale cheesesteak place. Uh, but again, if you're looking for something that's fantastic and you want like a taste of Philly on a little bit uh, higher end, that's where I would go. Uh, that's, I typically am down there like once a month, as much as I can go. Um, as far as Italian little Nona's is fantastic. That one's also down on second street as well. Um, really, really great food. Can't go wrong there. And then my favorite spot in the city, uh, I think Meanie's going to know the answer to this, this one it's federal donuts. Uh, they have yeah. the best fucking donuts. I mean, literally like I have never had a, a donut this good before. They always have these different fancy donut flavors, which are just phenomenal. Um, they usually tie in the sporting events as well. And they also have a uh, like a chicken sandwich, like a fried chicken sandwich, which you're like, holy shit, what am I going to do eating chicken at a donut place? But it's life-changing. So any one of those places, you can't go wrong, pal. Uh, so check them out for sure. Another place that just popped in my mind. Here's the thing. You're good for Center City because I avoid Center City like the fucking plague. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is about Center City. It's just like there's, there's this force field between me and Center City where I like, Hey, you want to go hang out downtown? I'm like, eh. but uh, if you go down to like South Street, I haven't been there in a while, but oh, the yeah. food is food's really good. Go to Fourth and South Copa Banana. Yes, yes, dude, Copa Banana is fucking amazing. I need to get back there. Oh and man, I, but they have one like, in West Philly in University City that uh, it's down from where I'm uh, my shoot job right now. We used to go there all the time, man. That place is phenomenal. You just reminded me of another place. So besides Copa Banana, uh, if you're looking for a really good breakfast place, green eggs and ham. Yes. Yes, dude. Best breakfast in the city. Uh-huh. I like, I love Oregon Diner, but Oregon Diner is 10 minutes from my house. I can walk there. 
and you know i'm like furniture you know the, the, all the staff knows me but like when i'm feeling a little flighty and highfalutin highfalutin yeah you know, i'm not worried about spending a buck or two i'll go to green eggs and get the fucking kitchen sink yeah man to have a breakfast to have a breakfast called the kitchen sink which basically they serve it up in something that looks like a kitchen sink, and you're just like holy shit that's amazing bring bring a fucking appetite and uh bring your wallet because you know, it'll be a little price, but it'll be fucking amazing there is a place that's down actually it's it's down by by me at 34th and sansom uh at my shoe job it's called white dog cafe and I'm trying to find uh, the food that I had that time, but they had like a short rib eggs Benedict. And mm. it was, man, dude. But they have like duck breast and all kinds of amazing different, you know, options for brunch. Um, really, really good place. And, uh, you know, fun fact, if I'm still at that property, come WrestleMania time and you come and find me, if you're able to find me down there, I'll take you to Federal Donuts myself. So that's on yeah. record. Um, great place though. White dog cafe. You should absolutely go take, take a look at as well. If you have a car, if you're in, you have a car mania weekend and you want to drive, if you're not afraid of driving, hop over the, uh, the, the Ben Franklin bridge and go to, uh, Amy's omelet house in Cherry Hill. Yeah. Oh man. That place is, man. I know I just said green eggs has the best breakfast, but fucking Amy's omelet house is pretty fucking good too. Yeah, like if you're not afraid to like, Hey, let me go. Check out Jersey for some reason. I'm just thinking of all the places I like to eat. <laughs> well, I was thinking, so. I was thinking too, because Andrew uh, Shackelford said he's on the way to Pittsburgh right now. I don't know. If, I'm not sure if he's still watching, but if you are, stop at Pamela's Diner. The two spots you want to go to are either down at the Strip District or in Oakland by the college, by the University of Pittsburgh. I mean, just fucking so good. Best breakfast in the city, man. Hands down. Um, Pamela's cafe is what it's called. Uh, so go check that out. But, um, yeah, I am, uh, I am very excited to try all these food places now because now I want to eat at the mall cause I'm fucking starving, but yeah. Meanie, thank you for the reminder of Amy's omelets. And also thank you for doing the program and answering these, sh- uh, questions from our fans and the pod <laughs> squad. We appreciate you. And again, don't forget to use the hashtag ask Meanie, and you may hear your question asked on the show, but Meanie, the most important part here is how can folks stay connected with Blue when they're not listening to the program? If you would like to follow the Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, go to at Blue Meanie, B-W-O. If you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. Get yourself a BWO shirt. And now, uh, in conjunction with McCusker's Tavern, I have the official McCusker's t-shirt up there uh help pay my bar tab will you <laughs> go to com slash blue meanie if you would like to support mine at a meanie go to com slash mine at a meanie hold on boy. colin elbow the wrestling brand go to colin elbow brand.com use coupon code meanie or use the coupon code mind and save 10% over there at colinelbowbrand.com. Shout out to Rod Hicks. Doing an amazing job over there. Uh, madcatbeercare.com. Uh, now that I have a beard and a mustache, uh, now go to madcatbeercare.com. Uh, get yourself some of the blue spruce uh, beard balm and oil. 
My boy Josh Thornton has done an amazing job over at madcatbeercare.com. Uh, every dime uh, that you spend there uh, goes to take care of the cats. He rounds up the feral cats, takes them to the vet, and uh, sends them on their way. So if you're a cat lover like myself, go to madcatbeercare.com. Uh, Saturday, March 18th, I will be at the 2300 Arena for Icons of Wrestling uh, at the 2300 Arena. Uh, that's it coming up very quickly. So, uh, got to if you're in town, come to uh, Icons of Wrestling March 18th at the 2300 Arena. Uh, April seven, April seventh and eighth, I'll be at the Squared Circle Expo in Indianapolis, Indiana. Go to SquaredCircleX.com for all the information. I'll be there with the uh, BWO. Um, shout out to Stevie. Uh, he's having some health issues. Not sure hmm. if he's going to be there, but, uh, you know, either way, Nova and I'll be there April 7th and 8th at squared circle expo, uh, pre orders for the newly announced bone crushing wrestling series one. Uh, there, there's variants of myself and Brian Clark, AKA Adam bomb, all series one are expected to, uh, ship to the customers of mid March. You can pre order now at shop figurecollections.com that's shop.figurecollections.com and use coupon code figheel to save 10%. They got a, a blue mini variant and a BWO mini variant. So uh, go over there and pick them up. Uh, shout out to Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Jim, my boy, Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan 1 sneaker for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. Uh, if you would love to see all the amazing he work, if you, <laughs> I swear one day I'll get through an ad read and be able to talk like human. Uh, if you want to see all the painstaking work that Jim does on all these beautiful sneakers, follow him on all forms of social media at GOI Kicks, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at G-O-I kicks cameo.com uh, <laughs> cameo.com slash blue mini BWO for all your birthdays, holidays, well wishes go over to uh, cameo.com slash blue mini BWO and uh, let's have fun. Let's do a little, uh, do a little uh, birthday uh, fun little video. I, I just got distracted by the fact, okay, here's a little inside baseball, right? Uh, before we uh, came on the show, I said, man, I could have sworn I updated my ad read for the <laughs> action figures uh, read. And I went and copy and pasted it in there. And then as I'm reading it, I see where I actually had originally put <laughs> the ad read. So I'm like, motherfucker. Uh, I just popped myself during the ad read. That's amazing. I saw you. Uh, I saw you like kind of laugh. I was like, uh oh, did I do something? No. <laughs> did I distract you? No, I'm. I'm a little inside baseball. I just typed this up into Google Docs and read it. But uh, I was like, fuck, did I forget to fucking put this thing? I, I did it on myself, but maybe it didn't save. So as I'm reading the GOI kicks thing, I get down to Cameo. I was like, motherfucker, there's the fucking ad read. Jesus. God damn it. So anyway, <laughs> uh, cameo.com slash blue media, but BWO. But more importantly, Mr. Bernard, where can we find you? You are so polite. Thank you, sir. You can find me on all of my socials, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, 
uh, Mastodon uh, at this is Goober. Yes, it's my handle. No, it is not changing. It's a brand, pal. Uh, so you can find me there and, and keep up with all my nonsense. You can also listen to my show, Foundation Radio, by going to foundationradio.net. Lots of great content and interviews. More to come as well. I'm booking interviews currently for the program. Very excited about that. Uh, Brothers Gatter is producing my very first wrestling merchandise anything. Uh, it is the Adam Bernard Wrestling Buddy. I finally just got the proof of the back of the buddy, uh, and I'm waiting for the prototypes, and I'm hoping to have them next week, uh, or two weeks, rather, uh, at Icons. Uh, so if you come out and see us, you'll be able to get your hands on the very first uh, Blue Meanie Adam Bernard two-pack deals uh, at Icons. Uh, so you can, once they're up, I will share them on all social medias. But go and check out their stock right now at brothersgatter.com. Get yourself a Blue Meanie or a Gigi Allen. Uh, the Wrestling Hour, which is my program on Premier Streaming Network, is every Wednesday is a new episode. Uh, the, this week's episode was Sam Watches Bad Wrestling Poorly, where I made Sam Kreps the executive voice of the show. Watch the match <laughs> where David Arquette wins the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, it's the first time we've aired that on there. We're going to try to make that a monthly thing, but go over to PremierStreamingNetwork.com and sign up today for Premier Plus, and you get to watch the newest episode plus everything in the archive. Go to the Feinberg Method at thefeinbergmethod.com and use promo code Goober and save 20% off of your purchase. My trainer, Brad Feinberg, is still taking clients for both physical and mental well-being. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy, and I highly recommend you go over and check him out, thefeinbergmethod.com, prowrestlingtees.com slash foundationradio, prowrestlingtees.com slash mindofthemeanie. Help keep the lights on at Casa de Mini and the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. Don't forget patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. We want to thank our sponsors today with Manscaped. We appreciate you, and we appreciate the other sponsors that have been scattered throughout this podcast. Meanie, it is always a pleasure, sir, to be doing this program with you. It is what I look forward to each and every week, as well as hanging out with the pod squad for an hour and change. Uh, we will see you again next week for the Blue Meanie. I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip to the mind. Peace. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops.